Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sancti Time Podcast, where no matter if it's Easter time, Western time, or Pacific time, today I have a new guest with me. Um, um, she is from one of the one of the newest um book podcasts um on Apple and Spotify. Right? It's a book podcast, right? Yeah, it's a book slash like vampire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and and your podcast is called the Final Girls Podcast. It's called uh, uh Fangirls. Fangirls. Why did I yeah. think of Final Girls? I, no, I it's all good. <laughs> I watched uh I watched uh Thanksgiving yesterday, so that's why I thought of Final oh, Girls. Nice, you know? nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh shut yeah, shout out to Jess from Thanksgiving the newest final girl she was great anyway um yeah yeah so you are co- so yeah uh, uh, so, so yeah uh my guest today is named is named Aaron McVeigh the the co-host from the fangirls podcast or should I say Aaron Graybeard that's right Aaron Graybeard <laughs> I'm here ready for the arena yes yes we are uh and as you might have guessed this is a Hunger Games episode. Well, technically, it's gonna be it's gonna be a discussion on on Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Woo-hoo. the the newest Hunger Game that we've had in about a decade. Right, the last one was mm-hmm. in two thousand fifteen. Right, I think so. Yeah, two thousand maybe two thousand fourteen. I don't remember. Let me look. Let me look up when Mockingjay Part Two was was out. No. No, 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 not part one. <laughs> Christ. Part two was in 20... Yeah, part two was November 20th, 2015. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that movie opening weekend. Me too. I was yeah. there. Yeah. I think I went to the midnight showing at my Regal. I remember it very well. Oof. I, I went to an AMC. Oh, well... Yeah, I guess we can still record the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so 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 again, so again, this is a full depth Hunger Games discussion. We're gonna like talk about how we've gotten into how we both seemingly got into the world of Panem, how we've discovered um Suzanne Collins' um creation, and so. So I figured we that, that that so I figured that we have um no time to waste on that. So um so Aaron, the thing that I want to ask you is how did you get into Hunger Games? Yeah. Um so I would have been in like middle school when the first uh books came out and I vividly remember like going to my middle school library and complaining to the librarian that I didn't have like a good book to read. And he was like, oh, well, you could check out this new book. It's a, it's about like a battle royale situation. I was like, oh, okay. And I took it home and I read it in like one night. I just could not put it down. Um, and so I definitely started with the books, um, immediately read Catching Fire and then had to wait for Mockingjay to come out. Um, so when the movies were getting made, I was just so excited. I couldn't wait. Um, and yeah, I think I saw all of them like opening day. Um, but yeah, for me, it definitely started with the books. I read um, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes before the movie came out. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan and have been for like, I don't know, 15 years now or however long it's been since that first book came out. So 
Nice, nice. Uh, for me, though, I didn't even know what Hunger Games was <gasps> at the time. You know, yes, I was basically caught underneath the rock of people like enjoying this this phenomenon that was the Hunger Games. All I knew was that Jennifer Lawrence was an archer and she was in the woods. Literally all I fucking knew about it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all I knew. I knew who Jennifer Lawrence was because I was a big X-Men kid. Mm. And, 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 and I was introduced to her because of First Class. And I really mm-hmm. like First Class. Like, really, really good movie. Yeah. Um. Do you like... Have you seen X-Men? Uh, have you seen the X-Men movies? Or Yeah, I've seen... Well, I love, like, uh, X-Men and X-Men... Uh, or X2 United from the early 2000s. I'm a huge fan of those two. X2 um, kicks ass. <laughs> it's so good. I revisit those, like, at least once a year. They're just great. Um, And so, yeah, I saw X-Men First Class. I think I've also seen whatever one evan peters is in when he's quicksilver is that first class yeah yeah uh days of futures past yeah i've seen days of futures past um but i'm not as i'm not stand time yes (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not like the biggest x-men fan um but i have seen first class i really enjoyed it really enjoyed days of future past um yeah and i also just love jennifer lawrence she's so good yeah, and it's great that she's been having a comeback recently. Yes. Well, I mean, well, I mean, her big return was in "Don't Look Up," which I mm-hmm. didn't really like. I wasn't a fan no, of it, really. And no. but, uh, but 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 uh, her big return to me was obviously "No Hard Feelings," mm-hmm. which I liked. You know, like it was nice to see like an A list, the to see an actress like go back into relevancy because of this like uh, because of this comedy that yeah. came out you know <laughs> yeah and i i think that um i would love to just see more comedies like more straight up comedies um i, just, I feel like we've kind of too. gone away from that in the last five or six years i don't know why so yeah i'm really happy that she's kind of re-entering the cinematic field i've definitely missed her yeah yeah me too and as far and and, and of course and like everybody was and again, everybody was talking about the Hunger Games. I was like, oh, like, I was like, oh, like, that's that's interesting. And I just I don't know. I just never I just never really got into it. I was just mm-hmm. way too into super movies to even care, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, for sure. Like, not to sound like one of those guys like, oh, like, I, like, like, not to sound like that I was a guy, like, mainly to superhero movies. That's just how I was as a kid. Yeah, you know? for and, sure. And like it wasn't until when I was like, I want to say I was fourteen when I got into high school uh-huh. that I that that I that I really like got into it. I never read the books. I only read like the first five chapters of the first book, mm-hmm. and and I knew that this movie was like was like pretty different considering what happens to these characters in these books, and like I never really and I never really like understood. And, and and I never really got those differences apart because again I've only yeah. seen the movies and I mm-hmm. thought the first movie was you know it's passable you know like a lot of like shaky cams here and there but it does nice yeah, with me yeah. introducing the world of Pan Am and that it's really not just Jennifer Lawrence like being an archer chilling in the woods it's mm-hmm. it, it's basically these teenagers like being forced into 
<laughs> like into death games i was like oh okay like this is pretty neat all right yeah yeah <laughs> like, i i definitely like when that first movie came out i loved it but then when catching fire came out i was like oh oh this is what i want all these movies to be now and i still really love the first one i rewatched the whole all four in preparation for this and you know i wanted to rewatch them before Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes came out. So they're all really, really fresh in my mind. And then um, <laughs> after I saw Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, I was like, fuck, I really want to reread the book. So I'm actually rereading the trilogy right now. I'm, I'm about halfway through the first one. So it's all really fresh in my mind. And yeah, it, it is a shame that we lose a lot of Katniss's inner monologue in the movie. Um, and I think the only way they could have remedied that would be with voiceover. And I don't know how well that would have fit in, in the with the vibe that they were trying to build. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't read the books, there, there's a lot that you just, you just don't get. Um, there, it, It's really just jam packed full of well, lore and background. Like, you know, funny enough, I knew a lot about, uh, about what happens in the books because of the house of cinema patron. Yeah. You know? yeah, from, <laughs> yeah. 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 From, uh, from their episode about the hunger games and, and uh, shout out to Clara Curtis. They yes. know so much about the books. Like, it's very, very admirable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very admirable. They just know so much. And that's really cool. So yeah. shout out to Clara. Like, it's 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 cool. And, like, Catching Fire is, in fact, amazing. I would say it's probably so one of the best sequel movies ever made. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Whenever the conversation comes up of, you know, Bet best sequels for me it's like it's catching fire shrek 2 and then i'm also a big i'm a two towers truther like when it comes to let's the, fucking go uh, when it comes to the lord of the rings trilogy which i'm also a massive massive like tolkien fan um yeah for me two towers is by far my favorite i love like a um i love a sequel i love a second to last entry so but yeah catching fire is like the cream of the crop it's so good listen my well Listen, I'm also a bit of a two towers truther, even though, yes. even, yeah, like, even though sometimes I can't pick which which three of those Lord of the Rings movies are my favorites because, mm-hmm. again, I love all three of them, and I've seen the director's cuts. It, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. For me, if we're talking, if we're talking best sequels ever made, Spider Man Two. Oh yeah. Two, uh, X Two. Wow. There's a lot of good sequels out there. Yeah. Uh, before sunset. Okay, this is my shameful secret: is that I haven't seen any of the before trilogy because oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so scared that I know they're gonna really affect me emotionally. Like I know I'm gonna love them anyway. I'm so afraid to watch them because I know they're gonna fuck me up. You should. You should. I know. I need to. Maybe. Maybe this year's the year. Yeah, yeah, or next year, you know, like it could New Year's be your resolution. Yeah, before trilogy could be your twenty twenty four resolution, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be brave. And if we're and if we're sharing like New Year's goals, uh, my goal is to is to buy as many physical media as I can before they're yeah. before they're all gone. Seriously. Yeah. Woohoo! That's a great resolution. Right and right. A matter of fact, I have two recent Criterion physicals right here. Nice. Ooh, oh, I saw your review on Uncut Gems on Letterboxd. Thank you. So I was thank like, you. good taste, five well-deserved five stars. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I have Uncut Gems and The Last Picture Show. Which Haven't I have seen. yet to pop in. Oh, 
oh, it's a oh, it's a movie from the seventies. I haven't seen it, mm. so that's why I bought it since it wasn't oh, nice. available anywhere else. So awesome. yeah, so so yeah, so yeah. Other sequels I love. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Man, I can't. I don't know can't. if this one counts, but you know, I'm a big Prisoner of Azkaban fan. That's a third mm. entry in a in a franchise. What else? Other Listen, sequels. The thing the thing about Harry Potter is that. I used to love this shit as a kid, mm-hmm. but the thing about like J.K. Rowling being a goddamn turf, I just don't yeah. know if I could like get into them anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still love the movies, like I really do. But J.K. Rowling's a fucking bitch. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, she sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like in terms of separating the art from the artist, I can't seem to do that in Casey Harry Potter because there's a lot of problematic shit in there. I yeah, valid. I yeah, I really, I can't do it anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, anyways, um, and of course, like I saw, I saw, I never saw the first two movies in theaters because, because like I watched the first Hunger Games on TV and Catching Fire was on Netflix at the time, so mm. I was like, oh, cool, Catching Fire on Netflix, sweet, nice. And and, and I really thought Catching Fire was one of was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. It, it's such a good like blockbuster you know it's just right, a, yeah. it's just a good adventure with these high stakes good characters good action there's romance like it, it ticks all the boxes plus plus it gave us the introduction to finnick Odette. yes okay also i have to say i know everyone gets on like the finnick sugar cube scene which like so valid so true but I like justice for Finnick at the spile, drinking the water. That's my sugar cube scene. I love Finnick. Oh my god! When he's in the arena, or yeah, he's in when they first get the water and they're all drinking the water out of the tree. I'm like, whoa, Finnick. Yeah, love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, you gotta love. Yeah, yeah, you gotta love Sam Claflin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 cool. Uh, and, and 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 I really like like the difference in color between both of those movies because with Hunger Games, it's like. It, it, there's a lot of like muted colors in it mm-hmm. with this one the colors are more vibrant like 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 how the fashion's presented yeah how um like 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 when you're in the arena there are a lot of like green leaves like the nature really like mm. pops out which is which is cool and you have you, you have a lot of high stakes you see panem at its most fucking worst yeah for sure mm-hmm. for sure it's really interesting just, you know, obviously they got a huge budget increase because the first one was so popular and made a mm-hmm. ton of money and just seeing like, yeah, that increased budget, like going towards like camera and like moving away from, yeah, that like shaky cam quality, um, which I thought was cool for the first one. And I'm glad they made it a stylistic choice. But I will say when I was rewatching it, I was like, I'm getting kind of like sick. I'm getting a little nauseous. There's so much shaky cam. It was really intense. So I appreciate that they went more towards a, a more traditional, yeah, I, I guess, filming style. Yeah. 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 For the first Hunger Games, I couldn't tell what the hell was happening. Like, Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really harsh like cutaways and yeah, a lot of shakiness and it can get a little messy at times, a little muddy. Yeah. Uh as far as Mockingjay's part one and two, I saw I forced my mom to see Mockingjay part part one with me because I was already caught up and and it was already out for about almost a year. I saw it like January 2015. Mm-hmm. And the only showing was like 20 minutes away 
<laughs> so, so I forced my mom to like drive me to the theater so she could see it with me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so what are your takes? So, so what is your opinion on Mockingjay's part one and two? Because I see a lot of mixed reactions. Yeah. Like, coming from them. Well, honestly, I think Mockingjay is my favorite book. I, the last time I reread the whole trilogy was, I think, like three years ago. And I remember coming out of that reread, I was like, I was the most struck by Mockingjay just because like, you know, I'm uh, at the time I was like 26 when I was reading it. And I was just at like a different place in my life. And I was more interested in Katniss, like the fallout. It was also like COVID, like harsh COVID times. Mm -hmm. And so there was just something about kind of really watching her grappling with all this like really tough shit that I think really hooked me in just at that point in my life and what was going on in the world so I'm a big fan of the books huge fan of Mockingjay um watching the movies just you know this last week um I think that I think the only thing about Mockingjay part one I I honestly really like it I'm kind of in the camp I know a lot of people rank it as their lowest but I like it better than Hunger Games one um okay and the only thing i don't love about it is that i think that some of the dialogue it leans like a little corny at times right um there was like one specific line in mockingjay part one that i like burst out laughing when i was watching it it's when effie uh is showing katniss all the designs like Cinna's designs for her costumes and she goes katniss we have it we have the mockingjay outfit and I just thought that was like the corniest like line. I don't know. Just there's just something about it that like I just cringe at some of the dialogue. But other than that, I I honestly really like it. I like that we get to see District 13 and how District 13 is this like it's this other side of the coin from the capital where you <laughs> know you, coin hello <laughs> because like you have Snow who's controlling everyone and and you know telling them what to do and you can't go outside of that mold for the greater good and then you have President Coin who's doing literally the exact same thing like you have this heavily militarized um, district everyone has their roles there's these super strict rules super strict living quarters so I I really enjoy all of that um, and then part two. Um, I love Mockingjay part two. I love them going into the Capitol. I think it has some of the best action sequences, like when they're in the tunnels under the city and there's those mm-hmm. mutts that are chasing them. Um, I love that the stakes are really high, you know, RIP Finnick spoilers. Um, oh, don't get I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And the, and the ending like destroys me. I love the ending. It's just heartbreaking. And yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan of the Mockingjay movies. I don't know. I'm in the... I'm pro Mockingjay. I think, I think, I think the film, I think the movies are aggressively okay. <laughs> like they're 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 fine. They're fine. Part one is fine. Like I, it, like, like part one is fine. It deals with the fallout of, of this, of the rebe- of the rebellion spark that's been that, that's been starting to, that's been starting to happen. Like off screen and catching fire and then and and then you really see that in Mockingjay part one it's just like my least favorite thing about the entire Hunger Games franchise is how the colors are a bit graded Mm. and like it works for most movies that I really that I really love in terms of like 
in terms that from these like big time directors but when you have somebody like francis lawrence doing it it's not that like like, like it just kind of comes off as a bit grating and a little bit boring like when like when there's no action like nothing really happens really but like mm-hmm. like when you see Katniss like trying to like do this little like ad campaign for her rebellion yes I'm calling it an ad campaign because that's what <laughs> it feels, because that's what it feels like to me and, and then and then and then like 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 for this entire movie I was just waiting like I was just waiting for Peta to be saved from the Capitol, but it doesn't happen until until the end of the movie. Yeah. You don't really see the soldiers like retrieving Peta. You, you don't really be, you don't really see these soldiers like retreating Peta, and that's what's kind of disappointing to me. And granted, like that's how it says in the book, but I wanted to actually see that shit happen for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's it's like the action is toned way down, especially after Catching Fire, which was so much action. Um. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm so invested in Katniss's emotional journey. Like to me, that's like what I care most about in in all the books and all the movies. I care about Katniss and like how this is affecting her. And so when it's like, there's not a lot of action happening, I'm like, whatever, I get to like hang out with my girl Katniss and see what's going on. But for sure, there's, in terms of like big action-y events, it is definitely the tamest of all the four. Yeah, as far as part two, I kind of, a mix between it's okay to I don't like it at all. Whoa. All because, listen, listen, all because I think a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff wasn't, wasn't included. Mm. Like, like there's a lot of disconnect between the book and the movie in Mockingjay Part 2. Because, like, for about an hour, like, you see them, like, go on this, like, expedition quest to, um were they trying to do i don't i don't i don't know like they were trying to go assassinate snow right Mm -hmm. and then and then and then like and 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 then of course like you have the big moment of like finnick sacrificing them like sacrificing himself yes like it makes me really sad that he had to go and it didn't have to be that way but anyway um trying to think trying to think like okay Oh, okay, I don't know. Like the moment where, like, yeah, like the moment where, like, snow is like pretty much it, 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 it is pretty much caught, mm-hmm. and there's a whole like January six at the Capitol, and and, and of course you see, and, and of course <laughs> you see that Prim is there, and I'm like, what the fuck is Prim doing there? And then it explodes, and I was like, wait, Prim is dead? What happened? Like, how did we get to this? Like, like literally, how did we get to this point? And then, and then, and then you have the capital basically being empty and Cohen's like, oh, like, I want to keep going with the Hunger Games. I'm like, what do you mean keep going with the Hunger Games? This whole rebellion was about stopping the Hunger Games. What the fuck do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, I I think the way that Prim's character is handled in the films is maybe one of the, like, trickiest and weakest parts. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we're not, like, I feel like they're not giving me the proper puzzle pieces at time to, like, kind of track what's happening with her. Because if I remember correctly in the books, it's been a while since I've read Mockingjay. But I think 
Katniss knows I could be totally wrong I think she knows that Prim is like going out and like triaging soldiers and like being a medic but I might be wrong on that one so but all I'm saying is that it's a lot easier to like track what's going on with Prim because we are in Katniss's head and like Prim is number one um so yeah I totally agree that that moment where it's all of a sudden like oh shit Prim like what are you doing here it's so it's very out of left field if you're unfamiliar with the book yeah yeah, yeah, I was just really confused as to why she was there and her death like seemingly doesn't really leave that much of an impact because because that whole conversation with Candace with Candace and Prim and Prim being all like I'm about to, I'm going to the Prim being all like I'm going to the Capitol and Candace is against that. We don't get that in the movie, which again, that's so confusing. And then and then you have and, and and then you have Gail's whole plan on planting explosives at the Capitol's mm-hmm. gates, which mm-hmm. which was left out, which I think was left out in the movie, right? He never, which. There's like a throwaway conversation between him and Beatty that it's kind of like a blink and you'll miss it moment, in my opinion, where they right. do talk about this like bombing plan. But yeah, again, in the book, you have Katniss's inner monologue as she's like really mulling it over and talking about how much she dislikes it and all the changes that she's seeing, Gail. Um, but yeah, when you're trying to take inner monologue and put it into dialogue, uh, it can be really tricky sometimes to like activate it in a way that your audience is going to track, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, fuck Gail. I hate Gail. Yeah, no, Gail sucks. Gail sucks. He was never an option. He was never an option. The whole time Katniss is like, I'm depressed. And he's like, so no kiss, no kiss. No, no, no <laughs> kiss from you. I don't like seriously. I know. Also, I think, I think, um, what's this? Yeah. I think uh, Liam Hemsworth is a bad actor too. So like he he's just a, doesn't. He's a little stiff. Yeah. Yeah. He's very stiff for a guy, for a, for a depressed, sad boy who plays the childhood best friend of Katniss, who's secretly in love with her, but genuinely, but genuinely, like, but yeah, genuinely, he sucks. Like, he can only think about his feelings for Katniss and not like validating what's really going on with her. Like, that's that's pretty. That's a pretty scummy move. And then, and uh, and not that. And then you add to the fact that you plant bombs at the Capitol knowing that prim was gonna be there and you didn't even bother to call that shit off (laughs) yeah i don't know if he knew prim specifically would be there but he i mean he knew what he was doing in terms of like civilians would be hurt and i think that something the movies touch on but don't probably just didn't have the room to like explore more thoroughly is like gail's radicalization (laughs) from uh a young man you know in poverty in 12 into yeah someone who's genuinely willing to like sacrifice um a few for the many um yeah i i i do think he i think he's an interesting character uh from book perspectives i i don't like him you know i don't like his yeah. choices and what he does but i do think he's a fascinating foil to Peta, and especially thinking about the landscape of like you know, because if you can't tell, I'm, I'm like a big bookworm. I, you know, I'm a big yeah. reader and have been my whole life. Um, if you think about the landscape of like YA romance at this time, specifically looking at Twilight, which, you know, uh, listen to Fangirl's podcast if you want to hear my thoughts on that. But, you know, you have the character of Edward, who I love to hate because he's like this prototype, this stereotype of a male love interest who's like kind of mean. And you see that reflected across like 
various different YA book series at this time. And then you, you're presented with Gail at the beginning of the Hunger Games, who I think kind of fits that a little bit. Like he teases her, you know, he's kind of a bad boy. But then the real love interest, what I find so remarkable it's about Suzanne Collins' writing is that the real option, the real like choice for Katniss is Peta, who is kind and mm-hmm. looks out for her and wants to protect her family. You know, it's it's really... I just think Suzanne Collins is a genius. I, I think all her choices were really intentional. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Gail sucks. <laughs> yeah. And as far as like Katniss and Peter, Peter trying to like reconcile the love that they used to have. I don't think that's explored enough in those movies. Mm. I think, you know, because mm-hmm. like specifically in Mockingjay part two, when like Peter's like all brainwashed, it was brainwashed to like choke Katniss. By the way, that's a, but, but uh, by the way that is a terrifying scene by it's the brutal way. yeah like bro nearly choked her to death she had to like she had to wear a neck brace for a week mm-hmm. yeah she was in like bruised and her like eyes were popping out yeah that scene is really brutal yeah and just the way like j-law like 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 perfectly performed being choked yeah. out like it's really like 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 it's really really good yeah it is and and as far as like, as far as like when Marking J, as far as in like part two, when like Peter's like was still brainwashed and like, I don't remember how he got out of that trance to begin with, or at least there's a slight moment in the movie that like he realized that, that he realized that he was in a trance. Mm. And um, the, 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 there's a little moment where like Candace and Peter like on the, on the ground and, and she's like, stay with me always mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and peter like like peter says that and i was like oh okay like they're they're i was like oh okay we're uh we're 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 cool now okay <laughs> yeah it's definitely a throwback to catching fire when he when he like sleeps with her in the train mm-hmm. and, but again you know i do think that <clears throat> like um okay so <laughs> so i um I have a I have an MFA in dramatic writing so like mm. analyzing scripts is a big like passion of mine and like the language of of script writing. And so for me like where this moment like cuz I do think it's a beautiful moment if you remember that part in Catching Fire, right? Like if right. you can remember like oh this happened in the train. And so I'm curious, you know, from like a writing standpoint, I'm like what is the like the vocabulary of this moment cuz if it's just the dialogue, if it's just that line, I don't know if that's enough for audiences to realize like oh when she says that it brings him back to that moment and snaps him out of it. I I wonder if there could have been like a stronger choice there. Cause I do think that that get, I agree with you. I think it gets a little messy. Like how is PETA being brought out of his conditioning? Um, And, and and again, it's, it's explored a lot more in the book, but it's, it's a big book, you know, there was a lot of ground to cover. How many, how many pages is Mockingjay? Do you know? Hmm. It's not as long as Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is a little over 500. I think it's somewhere between like 350 and 450, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really not even that long, but still, there's a lot of like character stuff happening in that book. Yeah, which could have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which could have been fleshed out more. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 but I mean, that's just book to movie adaptation things. You it's know? hard. It's a hard thing to achieve for sure. Yeah, which is why, which is why, which is why most of the time book two, 
which is why most of the time book adaptations are better are, are better suited for for television. Yes. And and and, and we're probably going to get book based, you know, like faithfulness in the Percy Jackson show that we're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for Percy Jackson. Woohoo. Were you also a big Percy Jackson kid? Not when I was a kid. I read the first one when it came out when I was in middle school. Um but I didn't really want to continue. Um, I don't re- I don't know why. I think it was honestly like too funny. Like, I don't know. I wanted to read like dark, like angsty books. And right. Percy Jackson is like very funny. It's a they're funny books. Yeah, mainly, um, yeah, mainly Percy Jackson is like a children's book. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like middle grade. It's for that like tween era um but i did recently reread or i read the whole series uh because i wanted to have read the books before the tv show came out yeah i like them they're super fun but you know they're not like a part of my childhood the way that they are for some of my friends yeah 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 same here i'm still excited for the show you know so and i want to give like more context from those books if i have time like there are probably so many books right there's 10 of them there there's a lot i've only read the original series like the percy jackson series and i know there's a spinoff that focuses on like maybe annabeth um so i haven't read any of oh. the spinoffs but okay. i mean they're quick reads they're they're pretty short i think i did them all on audiobook um so that was fun mm, okay audiobook's probably the way to go then okay. yeah the, na- the narrator is really good <laughs> he's he has a lot of fun with it great awesome uh shall we talk about battle of songbirds and snakes let's do it let's do it okay all right so what was your excitement like like tell me about your excitement going into this movie like how did you hear about like how did you hear about this adaptation when you heard the news about it yeah so oh my gosh I feel like I'd known about it right when it got announced and like you know I heard that a new book was coming out I was like oh my god I gotta read it like it's gonna be like it's gotta be about Hamish she's gotta be doing Hamish's games and then I heard it was about snow and I was like hmm I don't really care about him. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to read that. So I didn't read the book for the longest time. And then as more like promos started coming out for the movie and I started seeing like who was getting cast and I was like, oh shit, Peter Dinklage is in this, like Viola Davis, like, oh, and I started getting really hyped. And then I heard that like, it was the same director and a lot of the same creative team. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be fire. So I bought the book. I finished it like a week before the movie came out. And um, I mean, my hype level out of like a 10 was like a 20. Like I was so excited for this movie. Um, Bought tickets way ahead of time when opening night. Um, Yeah, I was really excited. Oh, cool. Uh, So also like think about book adaptations, expect big celebrities to join these types of things like as supporting characters you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah like twilight had them harry potter had them hunger games mm-hmm. had them mm-hmm. percy jackson definitely had them one of oh, them yeah. being yeah one of them being the late great lance reddick as zeus you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah like yeah i was just like waiting for my train to uh to go to the Amtrak because because like i was heading back to albany looked at my phone and i was like wait this can't be real lance is not gone Oh, I was like, God. oh, damn. Mind, uh, mind you, this was before we had John Wick 4. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Anyways, um, yeah. Um, 
I first heard about Battle of Songbirds and Snakes mainly because I knew the book existed, mm-hmm. and and I knew that this was a that that this was basically a prequel book into how Coriolanus Snow uh, turned out to be and his relationship with a Lucy Greybeard, mm-hmm. and. And, and and I knew the context of that. And I thought, I only heard rumors about an annotation. At one point, I even, at one point, I even like, like at one point, I even saw that like, this was, and at one point, like, I saw news of it. And, and I was like, oh, okay. I liked Hunger Games. This could be fun. And uh, and I saw who was cast. One of them being Rachel Zegler, mm-hmm. and at that point she was already big with the West Side Story remake. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was and I was like, oh, okay, Rachel's gonna be in Hungry Games. This is sweet. I'll check this out because I genuinely, I genuinely think that Rachel is such a great actress. I think she's she's good. fantastic. Yeah, and, and and all the hate that she's been getting is just I, so unnecessary. Like, where is this coming from? So I do she- not get it. Yeah, yeah, I really don't get it at all. Like, so what that she talked bad about Snow White and a hundred year old like princess? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! The, the Disney fuck? adults were not having it. They exactly. were, they were like, "Don't talk about my girl Snow White like that." I was like, "Damn!" It's flat out racism. Yeah, it's really shitty. It's yeah. really, really shitty behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a so I'm like a I'm a theater person. I do theater, um, and so I've been aware of Rachel for a while because she went viral on twitter like doing she was doing like a sound check uh for a for like a performance she was doing at her college and she recorded herself singing shallow from um a star is born from a star is born (laughs) at her sound check and she went viral because she was just so good and i just remember watching that video over and over i was like this girl's going to be famous like if this girl does not get famous like there's no justice because she's so talented so i'm so happy for her i love that she's blowing up i loved her in west side story me too Um, like and i thought she was great in this movie she was definitely one of my one of my favorite performances yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah and and of course like and of course the first trailer came out and i was like oh okay this looks pretty dope i'll check it out you know Mm-hmm. Didn't see the second trailer because usually I like to watch first trailers of movies because usually it's like because there's usually when more trailers come out for movies, it spoils yes. a lot for the movie. And yes. I I really don't like that. Same. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like it really. Yeah. Like it really does. Like, the, yeah. Like if you. Yeah. Like if you're going to like promote your movie, don't show enough about. Uh, enough about movies it's better to go in blind people yeah well even the trailer for this movie i don't remember if it was the first or second one but they show them you know jumping in the lake and they show choreo with his shaved head and i hadn't read the book yet at this point and i was like there's no like there's no lakes in the capital there's no like you know natural beauty it's in the capital proper like in the city it's very urban and so i'm like either they are outside of the capital i could also see in the trailer he was with lucy so i was like okay so she survives like she gets through the games or they escape like i I just i was so mad about that i was like okay well i guess i know 
that she makes it out somehow. Um, and I, I wish that they would just stop showing so much in trailers. It's, it's getting out of control. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really has been, you know, and I completely forgot the ballad of songbirds and snakes, like was even coming out because I was watching more, you know, not to sound pretentious, real movies coming out, you know, mm-hmm. and like me being, and, and, and me being a movie, like and of course like everything that's been coming out for the last two months is like so fucking packed especially with december like a lot a lot of movies are coming out in december like so so fucking much yeah it's packed yeah uh what do we have in december let me look uh my god no wait no not Doing movies okay one of them being the iron claw yes i'm very excited oh my god i already knew enough about the von eric family so i just know that i'm gonna be destroyed by this movie especially <laughs> with especially with jeremy allen white's character yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like know anything lot, about this family so i can't a lot wait. of shit happened to carrie let me tell ah, you oh my gosh yeah uh Re- zach snyder's rebel moon this is gonna like <sighs> a lot of fucking snyder fans are gonna be so annoying like coming <laughs> next month just just be aware all right i'll brace myself <laughs> uh john woo's silent night yes mm-hmm. wonka wonka yeah i'll be Ooh. i'll be there i mean paul I- king's directing it so i might like it and i do love paddington and i do love the paddington movies so me too yeah no matter what i know i'm gonna have a lot of fun at wonka that's yeah. what i know for sure Poor things. Poor things. That's my number one anticipated for the end of the year. I cannot wait. Oh my god. Me, Ugh. me. Oh my god. Me too. It's probably. It'll probably be my favorite movie of the year. I don't know. Like I, I love Yorgos. I think Yorgos same. is great. He makes. Uh, his, all of his movies have just been so fantastic. I and, yeah. and Emma Stone is inspiring. She's so great. Second Oscar incoming. We'll see. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> American fiction. What is that? Okay, it stars it stars Jeffrey Wright who played. Uh-huh. Um, it's about this guy who writes a. So let so, so like it's basically a critique on it's basically a critique on African American racism in American literature, and this guy Ooh. like writes a book like detailing every black cliche imaginable. And what happens is that the book becomes such a massive hit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I and love Jeffrey Wright. So he's great. He's really he's good. fantastic. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite Jim Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is good as Jim Gordon. <clears throat> oh, it's encrypted. Oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love him. Uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari. Oh, pass. I will, I will not be there. Hey, hey, Michael Mann is my favorite director. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Ferrari is a movie that I love because automatically I love Michael Mann. I think he is my favorite movie of all time. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Exciting. Yeah. Watch Heat. Heat is okay. great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Will do. Putting it on the watch list. Okay. Uh, any, anyways, yeah. Yeah, so December's going to be really packed with movies. And yeah, it is. Excited. So, so I saw Battle of... I saw, I saw Songbirds and Snakes Friday night. Like, mm-hmm. I saw it Friday night. It was basically a double feature. I saw 
actually no, it wasn't a double feature. I was gonna double it with Thanksgiving, but I never got to. Mm. And so I think Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a solid 3.5. What's your rating? <laughs> I gave it 3.5 as well. Oh. Um I think my biggest thing with it is that we I feel like in the Hunger Games and the trilogy, we just get to know Katniss so well. Right. And we get to really empathize with like the things that, you know, stress her out, stress me out. Like I feel like so much empathy towards her. And we just she's just a really good protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I think my I think that with Songbirds and Snakes, you know, it's already a hard sell because it's a prequel you know we know what happens to snow we know he makes it we know he becomes this dictator so she she has a tough job and it was just it was a little difficult for me to kind of like empathize or kind of hook into his journey like his protagonal arc not because he's like bad like I don't mind like a like a you know a a morally gray or not you know not even gray like a bad Mm. protagonist I don't mind that at all. I just felt like it, it. there was so much content that they were trying to get into this movie that they really just had to hit like the the beats, you know, the events. And I didn't feel like I got enough like character development with Corio. What What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I also I also feel that way about Corio. We don't really get that much about Corio. One minute he's like a promising young lad who like. Like one minute he's this like promising young lad who deeply like cares about the people in his life, specifically his sister, his friends from school, mm-hmm. um, his tribute, like mm-hmm. like his tribute, Lucy Gray, and then automatically when he's like shipped off to like to be one of the capital soldiers, he suddenly has these has these fascist ideals. And I'm just like, dude, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. Didn't you help your trip? Like like didn't you help these tributes like win the games? Like come on, well not. Well, not win the games. Only Lucy Graybeard is the winner out of all these tributes, you know. But he cheats. You know, he defies the capital in that way. Um, right, yeah. Like, one minute you're defying the capital, and then suddenly you become a dictator as soon as you get home. Like, yeah. Bro, my, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that what was really lacking for me in the movie, and it, it is explored more in the book, but even, even then, I, I was still craving a little bit more. Is that, you know, in the book, you are constantly reminded that Corio is like, he's like starving. Like they like do not have enough to eat. They are on the brink of homelessness. And I know that's like mentioned in the movie, but it's it's very present in the book. He's mm-hmm. constantly thinking about food. He's constantly trying to like sneak food home or giving up food so that Tigris can have more, you know, that kind of thing. And he also his like obsession with, Lucy Gray um it really builds in this believable way and it, it just felt very rushed in the movie yeah. like th- there's that point like the night before the games where they like almost kiss through the bars and I was like whoa like we're almost we're almost kissing now like where did this come from it, the games yeah, are tomorrow like, literally the games are tomorrow are you guys are about to kiss like it, clearly you guys should spend more time with each other like uh like, like, so the role of mentor in Tribute, how is that explored in the books? Like, are there rules in terms of like how to, in terms of like being close with your Tribute or? It's, 
I think that that they actually did a good job with that in the movie because it's the first year they're doing this. So they're they're kind of figuring stuff out as they go along. And yeah, like him going to the train station to meet her. I mean, no one said he couldn't do that, but that's very much like a choice that he's making, which I find really interesting because now I'm learning something about his character. Like he's going out of his way to 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 be there for her. Um, and so, yeah, the rules in the book, it's very much like you are trying to give your tribute, like you're just trying to get them sponsors Mm -hmm. so that you can help them win. Because if you win, you get this scholarship. Um, and so uh, in a lot of the tributes, they don't want help from their mentors. They hate them. They, you know, are scared or they're too young. And so I just think that, you know, like, like in the book, Corio and Lucy Gray's relationship is special. You know, no one else is really able to communicate or like bond with their tributes like that. And it's developed over weeks. Um, she's there for a while before she gets thrown into the arena. Um, and you know you really have to watch him kind of like earn her trust which i found really uh like captivating as a reader and i and i liked that part of the book so yeah i i honestly think that it's kind of ironic and i know i'm not the only person saying this but if any book should have been split into two parts it should have been this one um, i also said that in my letterbox review yes yeah it's because it, <laughs> it, it, it means true and and everything that happens you know part three the peacekeeper in the book is like I want to say it's like 150 pages. Like it's a big chunk of the book. And that could have been its own movie, like him in 12 with Sejanus and with Billy Tope and, and Maude Ivory and Mayfair, like all these characters we just get, you know, he is like, he has like bunk mates that are like his family, you know, and they're not even in the movie. So it, it just felt very, very rushed to me, which I, which I was sad about. Um, Cause I certainly would have, gone to see this movie twice you know I would have gone to see both parts I would have been happy to do that yeah yeah I would have yeah especially in a year that we've been getting a lot of part one style movies like 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 certainly a part one of Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes would have been better I mean we did get a part one of Across the Spider-Verse so why didn't we get a part one of this one you know true true yeah Yeah. it, it I think yeah, I, I, a lot of the critique I'm seeing just resonates so much with me, which is just that it just felt really rushed. I just felt like they didn't have room to breathe and like be characters. They felt almost like mm-hmm. stock characters at time of just like, I need to get to the next beat. Um, right, yeah. And if we can spoil like the last part of Battle yeah, of Sombers of Snakes, when, 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 uh, when, uh, when Corio and Lucy Gray are. Uh, like um like go to their cabin like like choreo like <laughs> like suddenly develops like antagonistic ways like towards lucy t- towards lucy great and she suddenly runs away like first off where did that come from like how like, like how exactly did we get to this yeah. point of their relationship being strained like i feel yeah. like that could have been developed more and he suddenly shoots at her and also what happened also what happened to lucy gray does she does she survive did she die like i feel like and 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 i feel like we didn't really get that answer to that question no we that. we don't at all um yeah on corio's like snap um in i've said in the book like 
50 times already this episode <laughs> but in the okay. book okay. he um the the timing is a little different where it's like you know the the ki- the kills happen the murders happen and he's like oh my god they're gonna find the gun they're gonna find the gun i'm gonna get killed i can't believe i let this happen like this is the worst thing ever um and then you know he's like i'm done like my life is over and then lucy's like i'm gonna run away you know let's go and he's like okay yeah let's do it you know i can't have a normal life anyway so i might as well be with this girl that i love and then the night before they're supposed to leave is when he gets told he's been offered a free ride to district two and Mm -hmm. in his mind he's like i would give anything to be able to do this i would rather do this than go be with lucy but i can't because of those fucking guns because the guns are out there and so long as the guns are out there i'm implicated and so this whole time that they're going out into the woods he's very much like hmm I'm really gonna have to catch my own food every day. I'm really gonna have to build a fire every day. And then he finds those guns and he's like, oh my God, like this is my way out. I can get rid of these, except there's still one loose end, which is Lucy. So I just feel like the way that builds is a little clearer. Like running away with Lucy is his second choice. He would rather go to district two. Um And so I was able to buy his like snap a little bit more because he's been in this desperate state of mind for, you know, a while. And he just watched the Janus die, which is a really brutal scene. Um, And so, yeah, you get his snap and it's these like pages and pages and pages of inner monologue of him just like going loopy. Um, And it is ambiguous in the book if she lives or dies. It is not Mm -hmm. clear. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that because on the one hand, I do think it's a really poetic and beautiful tie into the song that she's named after. You know, that song she sings by the lake is like everyone in the covey is named after a song um, and that's her song. And it's about this ghost, this girl, Lucy Gray, who who disappears and they or flies away and they never know what happened to her. And that's ultimately what becomes of of her. And she is this ghost kind of haunting him for the rest of his life because he keeps thinking like, what if she turns up? What if she rats me out? She's still that loose end. Um, but it did read as like, I call it like mustache twirly. It feels a little like, mm-hmm. you know, very mustache twirly villain at the end, his snap. And I, I think it's, I really just think it's because we're not in his head. Um, and that just yeah. comes down to the the medium of cinema versus the medium of of a novel. Right. Right. That's, that's perfectly well said. Couldn't, couldn't really set it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about it a lot since I saw the movie on Friday. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, and just like, yeah. And just like how like when Corio like shoots at the fucking sky with his Mm -hmm. gun is also like really powerful stuff. We get that in the trailer a lot, but here it's like, it's pretty executed greatly because like like you said, like he doesn't know if Lucy Gray's gonna rat him out, you know? Yeah. So 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 ultimately the only thing he can do is to be a fascist. <laughs> ruling <laughs> ruling um 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 ruling Panem, keeping the games alive. Exactly. Yeah. Like he literally takes this this it's this fear that yeah he's gonna be exposed and he's like well she can't expose me if i control everyone if i'm in charge she can't you know and i i think that's a really cool way to to show um how he got to where he is i saw this hilarious letterbox review that said something like you know men have one bad breakup and make it their whole personality for like 60 years yeah (laughs) 
that one was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I've read I, I, I think I've read that somewhere. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, uh, do you have a favorite? Do you have any favorite moments from this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really. Anytime Rachel Zegler sang, just because her voice is so beautiful, I was like, "Wow!" Um, I I I like the lake scene. I like seeing them just be have this moment of like freedom, and even seeing Corio like taste that for a moment, and kind of like being in touch with other people. Um, I thought that was a really like great moment for him. Um, I really like. Is there any parts in the arena that I thought really cool? Let's see. Oh, favorite tribute death. That could be a conversation. Oh, favorite <laughs> tribute death. Um, I love the way Lucy Gray just like dusts a little rat poison on that guy oh my, from oh the vet. God. And then he just goes down. I was like, damn, that's brutal. Also, the girl like crawling through the door and then she yeah. gets stabbed in the back and pulled out. Those were pretty, those were pretty great. Um but yeah, I think that, you know, I loved all the moments with Tigress. I, I really wish her character had been better developed. Um, she didn't really seem to have a point, Released unfortunately. Tigress, yeah, honestly, give me Tigress's POV. And I thought, you know, Hunter Schaefer for not having that much to work with, really just every time she was on screen, I was like, wow, she's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I just hope, yeah, I just hope she finds more work outside of Euphoria yes. just because just because her career was literally built on Euphoria. Yes, yes. And she's so good. She is a really great actress. Um, yeah. I also loved uh, all, pretty much all of Jason Schwartzman's lines. I was just, I was, yeah, I was just going to say, like Jason Schwartzman is like, it's like the secret MVP of this movie. Yeah, he is. He's so fucking funny. The line that like sent me is when he's calling. He's like, yeah, I have a reservation. Yeah, table for two and a high chair. It's we're going to be a little late. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. He, Yeah, he was so great. I, I was worried he wouldn't be able to kind of, because, you know, Stanley Tucci as Caesar Flickerman is so iconic. And yeah. I, I was worried Jason Schwartzman wouldn't be able to like hold his own as lucky. But, you know. He he did fantastic. What well, were your some of your favorite moments? Uh, I was um, I think my favorite um, Lucky Flickerman line. I forgot I forgot his first name, but like when he said, like, like when he sees that big um cylinder of snakes coming down, like he was, was like, oh, I bet that's candy. Yeah, and what if it was candy? <laughs> and, he, and 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 then the glass breaks and all the snakes and all the snakes comes out, and he goes, oh, not candy. Okay. <laughs> yeah he's so good like just jason schwartzman is such a funny guy in general this is just Mm -hmm. coming from a guy who's seen almost every wes anderson movie yeah yeah and like he's just he's just really he's just really good at being funny like Mm -hmm. it also great timing he's been having such a great year this i know yeah i was just saying like his career is really cool i really enjoy all the stuff he's been okay. doing between between him like 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 between his role in across the spider-verse from playing a joke villain to being a serious problem yeah it's like it's just it's just amazing his lead role in asteroid city mm-hmm. really good and then you have his role in a hunger games movie yeah yeah no he's having I a just, great year i can't wait to see what he does next like the following year like what 
Oh, okay, now I'm curious. What else does he have this year? I want to I want to look this up. Real quick. <laughs> we need to know the trajectory of Jason Schwartzman's career. We we really do actually. <laughs> we really do. Uh, what you... Um. Oh man, this guy is a nepo baby for real. <laughs> is he? Oh, I didn't know that. He, okay, okay. He comes from the Coppola family. His uncle is Francis. No way. Yes. His uncle is Francis? Yes. And his cousin is Sophia. Oh my God. And Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage look- is also his are cousin. Are they looking to adopt someone? Because I am available. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what uh, a family. Jesus uh, Christ. He will definitely be in Beyond the Spider Verse whenever yeah, that comes out. Like, for sure. But, but, but like, I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting it to come out anytime soon just because of mm-hmm. that variety article that came out on the animators like mistreatment yeah yeah and and you know just just let them cook you know if we get it Mm -hmm. until like like if we get it until 2026 so be it you know yeah i'm in the exact same boat whenever it gets here i just want it i want all the artists who have worked on it to be treated well and to be proud of the product Mm -hmm. yeah and um and he's gonna be in yeah yeah he's gonna be in francis for coppola's next movie megalopolis my oh most my anticipated god. of next year. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. Just, just when you think, yeah, yeah, just when you thought that he was done, he's coming back. <laughs> he can't. And, quit. Oh my god! He reprised his role as Gideon Graves. And Scott Pilgrim takes off. Oh, like yes. I said, yeah, yeah, like I said, great year he's been having. Yeah, I. That's why I was thinking of him. I started watching that last night, and I was like, "Wow, Jason Schwartzman, you're everywhere." Okay. Um. I'm only like three episodes in, but I will say this. I think the anime is probably better than the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm only two episodes in. Okay. If I may tangent for a second, I've always had like a bit of a problem with the movie. And I felt like, I I don't know. I felt like a little crazy because I I haven't really liked the movie very much because I just don't like Scott as a character. I find him completely off-putting and insufferable. And I just couldn't get past that. And But with the anime, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but even just the act of, like, having him be animated and getting to see all of his, like, big expressions and, like, the stylization of it, like, I, it solved everything. I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, I get what this world is. I get how it's supposed to feel. I get, like, what his character is. Anyway, I'm really enjoying the anime. I... I, I, me too. Like, Science Saru just knows how to animate shit. So. It looks so good. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, 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 I love it. Uh, yeah, so, 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 yeah, uh, MVP is, is, um, is Lucky Flickerman. Yes. So, so, another moment I love, like, I think, I think, what's his name? Josh Andreas Rivera is another, like, great actor from this movie. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, I really want to see more roles from this movie. Also, like, put Rachel and Josh in every movie that they're in because they're pretty much the it couple, you know? They are. I had no idea they were dating. And then, of course, you know, I'm seeing all the promos now of, of them because, the you know, they're able to, like, show the promos and whatnot. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so special for them that they got to be on this movie together. That's so yeah. cute. He was I'm... in West Side Story as well. He was? Yes. Oh, I missed that. Wow. Aw. Yeah, yeah. He played the guy who shot Tony. Damn. R.I.P. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ready G- to see. <laughs> Chino. His name was Chino. Come Chino. get me, Chino. <laughs> Chino. 
I am so, so ready to see Tom Blythe's career hopefully take off. I think. Yeah, what is he in next? I want to look. I have no idea. Like, I I really hope he doesn't get kind of like stuck in this role that can sometimes happen to, you know, leads of YA franchises. But listen, all I ask, all I ask is keep him the fuck away from the MCU. Please. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Keep him away. I I really, (laughs) really loved his performance. Um, You know, even though I had issues with like the screenplay and the pacing, I think he did a really good job of like pulling off this arc with what he was given. I loved watching him like kind of freak out at the end. He was both charming and repulsive. He was smart and like scary. I, I thought he was great. I really hope. He gets to do some more stuff. Yeah, he's in something called discussion materials. I have no oh. idea what that is. Okay. But yeah. Okay, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Do your thing. However, mm-hmm. I'm I am not opposed to him playing a mutant. You know. <laughs> I I I, I, I could him, see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I could definitely see that too. <gasps> Wait, I got it. Uh huh. He could play Iceman. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> this is our Tom Blythe for Iceman campaign. Yeah. Is it Iceman? I, it's. I don't know. I think you know more about X Men than I do. Yeah, you're right. I do. It is Iceman. It is. There yeah. you go. There you go. We got it right. <laughs> so, um, other moments I love. Um, fuck, I really, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I think, I think, I also like Viola Davis in this movie. Yeah. Like she's very like, like. Like she's a bit twisted and campy a bit. She like chews in almost every scenery that she's in. She did not give a flying fuck about these kids. No, she really didn't. She was like, Yeah, I'm a kid murderer. And what about it? Like, and I and I'd do it again. And I will keep doing it again. I fucking do it again. Yeah. Like (laughs) I I really liked Viola Davis. You know, as I was reading uh the book, I was like, damn, Dr. Gall is just evil. Like she's just straight up evil and she's not trying to hide it. And I thought Viola Davis, you know, she is just, she's a star. Like, there's really no other word for it. She is a movie star, and she just brought it for this role. I loved her, like, character design. I thought they did some really cool stuff with her hair, makeup, and costumes. And, and yeah, I, I love this idea of her as, like, you know, Corio is Lucy Gray's mentor, and then Dr. Gall is kind of, like, Corio's mentor in this weird, twisted way and you know seeing her her influence him to um mm-hmm. to really devolve into this into this really sick motherfucker <laughs> yep yeah yeah like because of her like cro- like uh Coriolanus snow turned out the way he did so mm-hmm. yeah that. she she encourages him and she you know acts on his suggestions it yeah she did a great job love yeah her. yeah uh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Another another thing I love that Olivia Rodrigo song. Fucking, it's, it's so good. It's so good with like the Hunger Games. They can write a credit song. The songs that roll during their credit scenes, they're always so good. They always hit. Yeah, I listened to that song again after I got out of the movie because usually I listen to movie related songs after I got out of it. Oh, nice. Let me tell you something. Since. I saw across the Spider Verse. I have not stopped listening to Daniel Pepperton's score. So, oh, very, very cool, very cool. 
yeah, yeah. across the spider-verse has great music oh my god yeah really really good music like gwen's themed music you yeah. also have that song where everybody comes together like it's 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 great okay um yeah shall we do yeah yeah shall we go over the cast and yeah let's see... do it yeah 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 because like i want to know like specifically i want to go over the supporting players because mm-hmm. i want to know what movies you've seen so mm, okay just okay first up uh peter dinklage Love Peter Dinklage, huge yeah. Peter Dinklage fan. Obviously, you know, loved Game of Thrones, but until I, season seven and eight, yeah, we don't we don't speak of that. No, um, we no, 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 we don't need to talk about that. I think Peter Dinklage is truly like one of the finest actors alive today. I, I really admire him, um, and I will pretty much watch anything he's in. Yeah, yeah, same here. Like I. Like, I think I've watched him for, like, almost a decade, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he just has that face and being, like, the tiny man that he mm-hmm. is. was like, oh, okay, that's, I know that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's someone else who I just think is an absolute star. Um, Just, he just shines in whatever he does. It won't, it won't, you know, you know what? I'm just going on Wikipedia. Um, because, <laughs> because Google refuses to load every movie that he's in, so. Ugh, what the hell, Google? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh let me look. Uh first movie. Elf. Yeah. Elf don't is great. Call me dwarf. Elf is great. <laughs> uh Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Is he in that? Oh yeah, my god. He, is. he plays a character named Trumpkin. All right, shout out to Trumpkin. Yeah. I've seen Prince Caspian. It's been a while though. <laughs> oh my god. This is this is kind of in chronological order. Um, Ice Age Continental Drift. Uh, I cannot say that I've seen Ice Age Continental Drift, unfortunately. I did. I did. He plays this like big gorilla captain pirate. Okay, it's, fun. It's it's a weird it was a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh Days of Future Past. I've seen, yes. Yeah, I've Bolivar, seen and enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, Bolivar Trask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I liked that one. Pixels? <laughs> he was in Pixels? Peter, yeah. no. No, Peter, that was a bad career. That was what a are bad you doing choice. There? <laughs> I did not see Pixels, and I don't think I ever will. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I've heard it's really For bad. For an Adam Sandler comedy, it's bad. Oh, no. Adam. And I really, and, 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 and I'm a bit of a fan of Adam Sandler's, like, stupid comedies. Like, some of them are great, some of them are bad. Pixels is one of those bad ones. Ugh. Ouch. Yeah. The Angry Birds movie. He voiced the Mighty Eagle. Wow. He's done a lot of voice work. I didn't see that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, specifically, he's the eagle who pisses in his own pool. <laughs> yeah. Cinema. Ex- ex- yeah, exactly. Kids cinema. <laughs> like, like apparently birds peeing in water is funny. Yeah, okay. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri haven't seen it whoa, i know whoa. i know i don't know what it is about that movie but i feel like stubborn about it i'm like i don't want to watch that i don't know why what what turns you off about it um pro- it would probably <laughs> i think my sister told me that she didn't like it and i was like well if they don't like it then i won't like it and now i like won't watch it <laughs> okay <laughs> well, well well, sometimes when someone tells you not to watch it, you're probably like, like, 
like for me though if someone tells me to not watch it like i always ask myself why why can't i watch this and then i get a bit curious and watch it and i was like oh okay that's why you know like it's kind of like that curious thing that i kind of do you know for sure yeah. yeah uh i always forget this he was in avengers like he was oh, in avengers yeah. infinity war yeah he was yeah, yeah, he played Atri, the guy who built Thor's hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good yes, you, that's Peter. what that's what killing you means. That guy. <laughs> Get that Marvel money. Yeah. Uh The Crude's a new age. No. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I didn't watch that either. No. Um Cyrano? Joe writes Cyrano. No, I do <laughs> want to see that though, because again, I'm a theater person, so I was like, shit, I should see this. Yeah. I have a okay. Apparently he was in a deleted scene in Love and Thunder. Really? Yeah. Okay. Love and Thunder is a bad movie, but... I think I fell asleep during that movie, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good movie to fall asleep to, because it yeah. is straight up trash. <laughs> oh, damn. No, 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 no. Like, it's it's bad. None of the humor is funny. Like, a lot of the story is rushed. Um, Like, Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher, completely wasted. Christian Bale is in that? Yes. He was the main villain. He was completely wasted. Yeah. Damn. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I wish I had better things to say. <laughs> I wish I had better news for you. <laughs> well, all right. Wait, Rise of the Beast? He's in Rise of the Beast? Okay. What's, right? What's that? Uh, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Oh. Uh, Scourge, the, the main antagonist. Okay. Okay, man, get that money. All I right. know. He, he likes, he plays a villain. Yeah. <laughs> they like him as a villain. And, um, and he's in the upcoming Toxic Avenger movie. Right. I think I will be seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I plan sad. on it. Yeah, I'll be sad for that. So mm-hmm. I'm planning on sitting. Okay. And I think that's it. Oh, and there's also I Care A Lot. He's also in that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I, I, that was so, I did not like hate that movie, but I watched yeah. it and I was like, I was like, okay, that was a movie. Yeah, on it was with a my movie. Life. I prefer Gone movie. Girl, but it was but it was a movie. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next up, Viola Davis. Oh, Viola. Yeah, Viola, the queen. Uh, how to get away with murder? I my college roommate was really into that show, so I've seen many episodes. Um, in our in our living room She's together, great. she's fantastic. Like. Like she makes that show like almost better. Like she's great in it. <laughs> yeah, she's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really oh, enjoyed her. God damn. Excuse me. <laughs> um, um, she had an uncredited role in Ocean's Eleven. Forgot what it was. She played a damn. parole board interrogator. Would have been would have been great to see. Uh, I love Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Tom Cruise movie Night and Day. Mm, haven't yeah. seen. It's it, yeah it, yeah. Yeah, it's an actual rom-com with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. I remember when that came out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. Blast from the past. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was out. I saw a lot of trailers for it. And I, yeah. I, I remember, I, yeah, I remember the poster. Uh-huh. I just never watched it. I don't know. Mm-mm. Uh, The Help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another yeah. movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Another <laughs> movie that exists. <laughs> uh, Ender's Game. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it either. No, uh, didn't see it. Beautiful creatures. No, what you may is know that the like... book. You may know the book. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. Who wrote that? Beautiful creatures book. 
Oh, she's in this. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, Viola. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, she's getting that YA money. You know? I know. Seriously, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a big check. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mann's Black Hat. I mean, like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think I've seen any Michael Mann movies, to be honest. Wait, wait, wait. I just, uh, yeah, I really, I really got the impression that you don't like Michael Mann at all. So. No, I, I don't think I've seen any of his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What I recommend Thief. Uh huh. Heat. Uh huh. Miami Vice and Collateral. Like, definitely watch I'm, Collateral. I might have seen Collateral way it's back the, in the day. Yeah. It's the only movie where Tom Cruise is the villain. Oh, yeah. okay. Fun. It's like, it looks like it's a lot of like action stuff. Yeah fun pretty pretty good action stuff in there it's great great uh, awesome suicide squad yes 16 suicide yep. squad <laughs> and the suicide squad mm-hmm. a better um, amanda waller performance i hey, saw come back this is your last warning <laughs> you dumb piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember Viola was in like every single trailer for Suicide Squad. It was yeah. just like all Viola, Harley Quinn, and Jared Leto. And I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah. Me being a DC Comics guy, she fits like she fits the Amanda Waller role, Amanda Waller role, like pretty well. Nice. You know, in terms of like Viola character, she's fierce, she's badass. Yeah, yeah. Mainly she doesn't give a fuck. Like cool. it's great. Uh awesome. fences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing in Fences. Yeah. Love yeah, it's fences. what got her the Oscar. Yeah. She well deserved. Yeah. And overdue. Uh, Widows. I didn't see that, but I heard it was really fun. Yeah, I have yet to see Widows. Yeah, so. I heard it was a blast. I should check that out. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay, I haven't seen the movie, but I love that play. It is an yeah. amazing play. Um, I should watch really it, see the film. Watch it just for Chadwick's final performance. Yeah. He's so fuck. He was so great in that, and he was, gr- and, and he was robbed of an Oscar for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins like basically took it from him. Well, not technically take it. He was in Wales and couldn't mm-hmm. attend. So, mm-hmm. by the way, do you know how? that category was presented just 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 a quick tangent i watched that year what do you mean by like how it was presented like no, to him like remotely how, yeah like how like how like the best actor category like went out live on the oscars uh-huh so basically best actor was the final award of the night and i assumed that it that the oscars was going to pay tribute to chadwick that way uh-huh but somehow the academy but somehow Anthony Hopkins somehow took that role for the father and the show just ends right there. Like literally Joaquin Phoenix said his name from the card and he was like, okay, good night credits. Really? Yeah. Whoa. It's so bizarre. That's awkward. (laughs) It's really fucking awkward. It is the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) All right. Good night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the okay okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna do the last three viola viola okay. movies the woman king i i didn't see the woman king oh my god it ruled the woman I king know. fucking rules she's 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 great in it she also produced it she she, she uh, like she spoke publicly 
on her upset on not being nominated for the role. Mm-hmm. Like it was a whole thing that she did on yeah, it was whole it was a whole thing that she did on a variety actors on actors thing. Mm. I think. Yeah. Cool. And last movie, Air. What is that? Air? Okay, so what is Air, Air. So Air is basically the biopic about how Nike headquarters got Michael oh. Jordan to sign for their brand. I'm so uninterested in all of these brand Yeah, these brand biopics, but yeah. I think Yeah, yeah, out of all like yeah, out of all like these corporate biopics that we've had, I think it, like both Air wow. and Blackberry were like the very best that have come out this year. Damn, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, yep. Jeez. Yep. It's, it, yeah, it's 98 audience score? Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, like for somehow, like for a biopic that seems like a bit uninteresting to a lot of people, yeah. it's really engaging. Like, like, cool. Like, like just the way like Ben Affleck like makes you like care about these characters, especially the people who work in Nike because having Michael Jordan sign with a failing company like Nike, because mind you, Nike wasn't as big before Michael joined, but like in the eighties, like Nike wasn't as big, and and to bring in Michael, the most expensive athlete at that point, was a risky business because if they don't sign with Nike, like Nike is not going to be where they were now. Eventually, mm-hmm. they did, and and somehow, and somehow because of Michael Jordan, Nike became what Nike is now. It became the Michael Jordan brand. It became. Right the just do it of it and all cool yeah yeah so, you know, just wanted to point that out there yeah but yeah that's all for viola davis uh who's next uh jason jason swarthman jason <laughs> let's go let's let's go okay um every wes anderson movie I've seen a lot of them not all of them um uh-huh. his standout for me is fantastic mr fox I love him in that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I'm just a sucker oh, oh, yeah. for that movie. Ash, yeah, that's probably yeah. one of his best roles. I love Ash. Like so I was much. so surprised because I never really thought that he would voice a kid. You he know, does it like so well. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he just does it really well because he played a kid before in Rushmore, mm. which is essentially oh, like, yeah. Oh, that is him. Yeah, like because yeah, yeah, because of like yeah, yeah, because of that movie. Like essentially, Jason was basically. Wes's muse and he always mm. puts him in every movie because yeah. like without Jason then like then like the movie wouldn't be as great you know yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 so have you seen Rushmore yeah mm-hmm. yeah Rushmore's seen, great yeah seen Rushmore I think I've seen most of them except some of the more recent stuff um yeah. but his older stuff I've, I've seen yeah yeah okay yeah so that's that's great um let me let me think. Um, check yours now. He's I'm I'm only going for the ones that he's not that 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 he's credited for. Um, mm-hmm. okay, Marie Antoinette, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. Wow, yeah, yeah. Of he plays he's King Louis the Sixteenth. Yeah, I really need to revisit Marie Antoinette. I haven't watched it since like high school. Really? Um, yeah, it's been I yeah I watched it in high school and you know burgeoning cinephile and then yeah i just haven't revisited it since okay. uh funny people Mm-mm. one of the few Why good I... adam sandler movies <laughs> oh it's an adam sandler movie nice well it's a serious one you know so oh cool cool cool, cool, cool. a bit a bit serious kind of a kind of a dramatic comedy in there sure 
Uh, uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Apparently, he's in that. I did not see that. Yeah, he plays one of the Sherman brothers. Cool. Yeah, yeah, the guys who wrote the Mary Poppins music. Nice. Um, That's cool. um, going through. Oh, uh, he plays himself in the Between the Two Ferns movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love between two first. <laughs> oh my god, those <laughs> interviews are so funny. My, my favorite, favorite thing. Okay, my favorite. I, I, if I were to pick a favorite interview, I would say it's the one with Brad Pitt, where I forgot <laughs> what the question was. Yeah, I forgot what the question was, and Brad basically spits in Zach's face, and he go and he shouts, "Next question." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, wait, he's in. Okay, um, he, uh, he voices Jesper and Klaus. Klaus. Oh, I love Klaus. Oh my gosh. What yeah. a great movie. My Jeez. yeah, probably my favorite Christmas movie. I, yeah, I, I really like watching. Yeah, I lo- I like watching it every year. Same, same. It's yeah. in my yearly rotation now. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. It's um, really good. Um, he's in mainstream, the Andrew Garfield movie where he plays a discount Jake Paul version of himself. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah, it's not really a good movie, but Andrew's really good in it. So nice. Cool. Uh oh, oh wow. He's recently in a movie called Quiz Lady, a Hulu oh. comedy starring Aquafina and and Sandra O oh as sisters. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. I didn't I didn't watch that though. So I haven't even heard of that. As far as oh my god, I didn't know this. He appeared in two episodes of Parks and Rec. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Whoa. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember that though. I don't I'm just, either. I'm just. I'm just going through his TV work. Oh, he guest yeah, yeah. starred in. I think he should leave with Tim Robinson. That's nice. Okay. Love that show. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. I like Tim Robinson. Me too. He's really funny. Uh, who else do I have? Um. Oh. Uh. I guess. I guess that's all the big actors in it. Yeah. Unless you want to go over like. The actors who played the tributes it's going to be a longer episode so yeah no i don't know how much they i didn't recognize any of them yeah um yeah 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 but like but 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 like not only do i think battle of songs birds and snakes should be made into two parts but i think a tv show wouldn't be bad either mm. like i don't know just make it like a hulu series that's such an interesting point. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it is well suited for that. Um, and you know, personally, as both like a big book reader and um, you know, a lover of like cinema and TV, I do think that a lot of times, um, depending on the book, a TV series is the better way to go. Did you ever watch Normal People? I- I've only I've only seen the first episode. Whoa! Saw- no, no, no. I think he. No, here's the thing. I'm really nervous about getting to normal people just because I know that I will be destroyed by it. You will. Yeah. It's I, I read the <sighs> book and then I immediately watched the show and I was like a shell for I mean, like it's a bad month. Enough. I was just like, holy shit. I mean, it's bad enough that I was destroyed by After Sun, but do I <laughs> but 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 do I need to be it but 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 I don't know if I sh- if I should get into another Paul Mescal show where oh. where <laughs> where he also plays a sad boy like i don't know yes. if i could do it it's it's so good i think that is like a really excellent you know example of a book to tv adaptation of course you know the early seasons of game of thrones are like 
amazing, amazing yeah. adaptations. Um, yeah, I think sometimes TV is the way to go because you were able to get that that character development, which is so important in books, you know, through narration and inner monologue. Um, and sometimes with films, because you're in this like three-act structure typically, it's really um it can be really rigid and a lot of books aren't written in that three act structure, like kind of, but not, not as rigidly as screenplays are for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. And it goes to show that books and movies are like pretty different and it's tough Mm -hmm. to like, to like condense one book into one movie, let alone two movies. Like Mm -hmm. for example, like Deathly, like for example, Deathly Hallows is a big book. Yeah. Like I would say it's about, 2000 1000 pages they can only split into into two parts but there's a lot that happens in deathly hollows that we probably don't really see in there mm-hmm. and it's mainly yeah. and it's mainly why i think deathly hollows part two is my least favorite of the bunch <gasps> oh my gosh it's also my least favorite ah. and no one ever agrees with me i yeah. can't stand that movie it's bad yeah wow i feel so validated yeah, all right. It's also, everyone's always everyone always says it's their favorite one. I'm like, okay, can't relate, but go off. Okay, okay, yeah, you like it because the story ends. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I think that that ooh, you know. Ooh, ooh, but Snape was bullied. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just watched um, I just watched Breaking Dawn Part One and Two over the weekend, and that was another one where I felt like, yeah, you know it was probably smart to divide it into two books because it is a massive book. But at the same time, like barely anything happens in the second half of Breaking Dawn. Anyway, right. I was just like, right. hmm, yeah. did we really need four and a half hours of Breaking Dawn? I mean, I'm not complaining, but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what can you do? Like the part two YA craze was a bit different. And speaking of like, and speaking on that, do you think the YA film adaptation genre is coming back on the horizon because of this movie? Oh, I hope so. Um, I mean, right now in like reading circles, like YA or even just like fantasy, like romantic fantasy is like bigger than it's ever been in my lifetime than I can remember. Like, I feel like we're really entering into like the next great era of like, yeah, those types of books being really popular. Like they've been around. I'm not saying they haven't been around. They totally have been, but they're just really fucking popular right now. And there's a big, big call to have them adapted, you know? Um, And I, I think that with all the streaming services now, especially, you know, powerhouses like Netflix and Max that are able to kind of just, you know, green light these series. And, you know, we just saw, shadow and bone um you know i i watched the first season of that don't remind me don't remind me (laughs) i watched the first season of that absolutely loved it i i've read every single book in that universe um and then you know it's sadly been canceled um that's so fucking stupid that they canceled it because everybody so dumb like like everybody like everybody loved it the netflix ratings were good why did they cancel it it? they're just being so fucking petty I don't get it. That was that was shocking. Like I didn't love season two. I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Certainly not as much as season right, one. Yeah. But I still wanted to I've heard see a lot it. of it. I've heard a lot of that from people. Yeah, I wanted to see it through to the end. Like I wanted to see the end of like Alina's story. And anyway, but you know stuff like Shadow and Bone. Um, and you know we have like House of the Dragon, which isn't YA, but 
Um, House you know, of the I Dragon think- is great. I love House of the Dragon. Oh my god! Um, Summer twenty twenty five, baby. I know. I can't believe it. Plenty of time to read the book. Um, is, it, is it summer twenty twenty five? Hold on. I don't know. Because they said twenty twenty five. Oh, that's so far away. Okay. Well, in okay. Well, in two months we'll be in twenty twenty four. So true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, I do hope that there's a big surge of adaptations and I hope they're done right. Um, You know, and I think with a lot of the book series that are really popular right now, like my mind goes to like, um, you know, Brandon Sanderson is a super, super popular fantasy author. Um, You know, I've and, heard of that name before. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Um, You know, lover or hater, Sarah J. Mass is really popular. Her books are have been at the number one for a while. Um, And I I think we will start seeing. I I think studios would be extremely smart to adapt these these books. I think they underestimate how hard like book readers will go for their beloved. You know, like they will show up for these for these adaptations if they make them. Yeah, and especially in terms of like not just book adaptations, but like more adaptations of like beloved childhood properties that we've had. Yeah. Like uh, like for example, like but like for example, in February we're having the live action Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my show, god. Which I'm I hope so, is I'm so nervous. I'm 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 nervous about it too. But you know what? The trailer really impressed me. They had it the impressed- cast right. Mm-hmm. So just hope. But but I swear to fucking God, if they pronounce Ang wrong, um <laughs> Yeah, how convenient that they didn't say Ang in the trailer. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very, very sus of these guys. Yeah, seriously. But, but yeah. And with the Percy Jackson show, we also mm-hmm. have that. Thinking of a third one that, that we're probably getting, but 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 I'm not sure. But yeah, also House of the Dragon is mid-2024. So we're getting that soon. <gasps> I don't know why I said oh, 2025. My gosh. But... Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so wow, I can't wait. Expect a trailer in probably February. Oh my god! They already they already completed filming. I think. Wow! Oh my god! I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, because they completed. Yes, because they filmed during the strikes. Because, because they had to film in England. Because like over there in England, there's no actors union or a writers union. Because like as much as the actors wanted to be a part of it, they can't since that their schedules are like basically align to their filming so wow yeah okay well i'm excited yeah, <laughs> i yeah, can't me, wait yeah i listen i'm i'm excited too so so it just make yeah it just makes me converted back into being a thrones fan considering yeah. how much i hated season eight but yeah. but but yeah and as much as i would have preferred that other prequel that got canceled that was already that 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 was that was already in the that was already in the process of filming mm-hmm. it was canceled immediately like yeah i don't know i, know. I don't know like and, and also george did say that we're getting more spin-offs so yeah. okay that's cool but can he finish the books please we've been waiting like over a decade he's still like, yeah yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he still has to finish winds of winter he just he just doesn't really know how to finish the book that's the problem no he doesn't i'm like i Ugh, whatever that's a whole different can of worms <laughs> i think i think i i think i saw a video of him 
asking another author, you know, like, hey, man, like, how do you how do you finish these books? Huh? He was talking like, to Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, because. Oh, that guy. Yes. Okay. He is the king. And like he finished um, Wheel of Time after the author whose name is slipping my mind, like the author of Wheel of Time passed away before he could finish it. So Brandon Sanderson finished it. And I'm like, George, just hire Brandon Sanderson to finish <laughs> A Song of Ice and Fire. Like, you obviously can't do it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, yeah, I think, I think he should. Yeah, yeah, I think he should finish them. By the way, uh, I'm now more determined to get into Wheel of Time. I don't know, like, maybe. I haven't, I haven't read them. That is an undertaking. That's a big one. Oh, okay. Like from what, yeah, yeah, from what you've said about Brandon Sanderson, I thought you read them, but no, he, I've read his other series, which I would highly recommend, called Mistborn. Um, mm. it's a really great entry point for Sanderson fantastic fantasy trilogy um it's like oh. heist, it's like heisty okay uh, era, it, it's era one really trilogy era two is four books wow that's a yeah. lot just do era one okay start with anything is era two not that important or it's completely different characters it's a huge oh. t- it's a huge time jump so i've only read era one but my partner is a huge brandon sanderson head he's read Mistborn. He's read uh, Way of Kings. He just finished Elantris. Um, so we own a lot of those books. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm curious now. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Do Definitely. you read? Do you read Mortal Instruments? I do not. That somehow what? completely missed me. Like I don't know how. I've never read it. I've never. There's a movie, right? Uh, there was a movie that came out in, yeah. I want to say, 2013. Haven't seen it. There was a show that aired on Freeform. Haven't seen it. I, I know, <laughs> the only thing I know about it is that I think there's, like, incest in it? Question okay. Mark? Let's, let's, let's back up there. So, to give I don't you a know. bit, so, so, to give you a bit of the concept of this incest, um, so, basically, so, so, main protagonist, Clary, like her whole thing is that her mother was kidnapped by this by this guy who is like the main bad guy. The main bad guy is her biological dad. Whoa. And yeah, yeah, right, right. And like you basically find that out in the first few chapters, right? So like which sets the stakes a bit further. Her love interest is Jace. And he's all like, Oh, hey, by the way, Jace might be your brother. And I was like, Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> turns out, turns out Jace is not her brother. Her actual brother is like is like is like is like valentine like uh the antagonist's name is valentine and his son his name is sebastian and sebastian looked a bit like jace but like his hair is like more whiter and it becomes like a, and it be, and he becomes like a secondary like antagonist type of thing so whoa yeah did you read these books or is this I just did, from the movie? I did read yeah, I did read these books. My sibling led them to me. Like nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After so like, hey, like I want to get into them. It was, and they were like, okay, here, here's five books. Enjoy. Yeah. People go hard for the mortal instruments. That's all mm. I know. Is the fans, they're dedicated. Yeah. And, and and also like it might be right up your it might be right up your alley. There's vampires, yeah. there's werewolves, fairies, Whoa. like I do love all those things. Like, like like these shadow hunters, they're painted with like 
like they're painted with these like black markings on them to give Ooh, cool. which uh, which gives some powers like whoa shit <laughs> okay fun yeah cool yeah 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 get into that whenever you okay. can I don't know like I think yeah like go to your nearest Barnes and Noble to get them I don't know yeah <laughs> I assume that you live by a Barnes and Noble right I I am lucky to live in uh Portland which has Powell's if you've ever heard of. Powell City of Books. Is that like a Pacific Northwest chain or? It's not a chain. There's just, it's like the, I think it's like the biggest bookstore maybe in the country. Mm, um, Powell's. It's, yeah, it's called Powell City of Books. It's amazing. Powell's Books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the big one downtown and then there's a smaller one that's a little bit closer to my neighborhood. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Like headquarters in Portland. Yeah. 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 Mm, it's awesome. Cool, 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 Love cool, Powell's. Good. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Powell's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we've uh, I guess we've uh, we reached the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, if, but but as specific, we're talking about books. Um, I also read the Golden Compass books from Philip oh, Pullman. Nice, I think nice. they're yeah yeah they're pretty good. I, I I've seen I've seen his Dark Materials. That's a great fucking show. Like it's a yeah. better adaptation than the one that happened in two thousand eight that tried to be big, but it oh didn't my god, end up being big. That um, movie, that two thousand eight movie, like I know it's bad, like it's not good. Anyone can see that, but it holds like such a special little place in my heart. Like every once in a while, I'll rewatch it. and I'm like, wow, that wasn't very good, but I had fun. Yeah, like it was mainly like a studio issue on like because everything that was from the first book was adapted like all in this movie and some of those scenes were cut and the studio was basically against from 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 putting those scenes out there like into theaters i think mm. i think that was the case um big lord of the rings guy you know me too me yeah, too let's go, huge let's go. yeah uh other books other books i've read uh shit what have i read fuck i don't know uh, if you if you like Lord of the Rings, I I feel pretty confident that you'll enjoy um Brandon Sanderson. Okay, great. Yeah, I will keep that in mind. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So again, we've reached the end. Thank you so much for being on and talking about oh books gosh, and movie adaptations. We'll definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hopefully, you can be back on Santa Time soon enough. Sure, you know? I'd love to. Thanks for inviting I, me. Yeah, I enjoy these talks. You know, mm-hmm. you know very eye opening to me yeah it's been very eye-opening to me to learn about hunger games learn about these books you know to give more perspective into the downfall of cornelius snow Coriolanus. Um, (laughs) yeah coriolanus snow man like you could have had a better life you could have been with luke yeah 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 i'm gonna channel my inner mike from breaking bad you could have had a good thing here man (laughs) if you could have gotten with a covey you would have been he a was so close. <laughs> he could have learned to like I don't know play the flute or like a drum. He could have joined the covey. They could have danced around. He could have joined a covey band, bro. Yeah, like... with his love, he really <laughs> fucked, he fucked it up. He had to go and shoot her instead, or maybe not. Well, almost, it, almost shoot her. Yeah. Like it seemed that I saw that he shot her in the leg. Yeah, I think it's yeah. implied that he like nicks her and yeah. whether or not she lives or dies is yeah. ambiguous. But yeah. 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 Well, well thanks for it. having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. Um thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As far 
and the letterbox yeah the letterbox tiktok and twitter is going to be it's going to be in the description below aaron where can where can they find you <laughs> Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at Aaron.Elise. That's E-R-Y-N dot E-L-Y-S-E. You can find me on TikTok at Eam Writes. That's E-E-M dot W-R-I-T-E-S, um, where I post a lot about my own uh, writing, scripts, stories, all of that, if you want to check that out. And then you can listen to my podcast on Spotify or Apple. It's called Fangirls for all things Twilight and vampire related. All right. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys next time.